Welcome to Ink in Your Veins. I'm your host, Rachel Heron. In this podcast, I talk to authors about the best things they've learned about writing so we can try those things too. I'll keep each episode short so you can get back to writing. Well, hello, writers. Welcome to Ink in Your Veins. I'm Rachel Heron. I am So happy to be with you here on episode number 406 of the show, previously known as How Do You Write? And today is the annual Money Honey episode. And this is the episode that always makes me nervous, but I really like telling you uh, truthful, truthiness about stuff. So we're going to be talking about the money I made in 2023. Uh, Big thanks go to my wonderful assistant, Ed Giordano, who does all the the heavy lifting of crunching numbers and telling me where I'm selling books and how they're selling. And he comes back to me and says, don't write that, write this, because this other thing makes all the money. So um, thanks, Ed, for that. That will be coming up. But before we get into that, what's been going on around here? Well, a lot. December happened. December went on. December was a fabulous time for me. I was not teaching I was on my um, break from teaching. I took time off of Rachel Says Write. And I really didn't do much except write and think and plan and think about what I want the future to look like. Uh, Also, my sister had just arrived. So she has been living with us now for about five weeks. And it's been awesome. We did some traveling. We took five days off and went around a lot of the North Island and had incredible adventures. We went to the glowworm caves and um, we went to the party of a student of mine. And um, we went to the hot springs of Lake Topa and just, oh, we saw the the festival lights in New Plymouth, the festival of lights. So we had a fantastic time. And then Bethany came home with COVID, which was super annoying for her because she had just had it when we had it, when we went to the States, uh, when my wife and I had it in August, so four months, four months ago, and she'd only been boosted four weeks before. And the three of us, my sister Lala and I, had been together all of the time. So we were in the same places and we mask. And somehow she picked up COVID. So um when we came home, she felt bad. She tested and went into isolation. And uh, so there was a week right over Christmas. She got it, I think, the day before Christmas or so. Um, we had a very, very quiet Christmas. And we isolated and I fed her through the door, leaving her food outside and she'd hand out her dishes and um, neither Lala nor I got it. So that was nice. I feel bad that she got it, but it was nice to be in a place where we could just take care of her. And I wasn't trying to teach around that. And she could have this whole office that I normally sit in. So she had two rooms, one room with lots of windows so she could breathe and um, not sit just in her bed for seven days. So I am grateful about that. So um, that was another part of December. And as you may know, if you've heard a couple of podcast episodes ago, I made some decisions. I made some decisions. They um, also make me really nervous, y'all. I have decided, first of all, to change this podcast. We are calling it Ink in Your Veins. I wanted it to be a little bit punchier. How do you write felt old and tired. And the one the one nice thing, one of the many nice things about being self-employed is we get to pivot and change things when we feel 
We want things to be freshened up. Not much is going to change around here. It's going to be the same kind of format. I will talk to you, give you a little update. I'll do the bonus mini episodes uh, with the people who are um, who I coach, the mini coaches over at Patreon. I will be interviewing awesome, fabulous writers about how they write. There's going to be some new questions. Those will be dropping soon, although I am clearing out the old episodes, which still have the old questions. So those will be coming at some point, but nothing else really changes around here, except I get to say ink in your veins. And um, the book that I wrote over Nano, and I will hopefully revise at some point this year, it is in the schedule, um, that is the 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 writing the book on writing, the book on ease and joy in writing. I think I'm, ca- I'm going to call the writing fix. The writing fix because I always felt like I had to fix myself and fix my writing to make it easy. And the whole, you know, spoiler alert, the whole revelation is um, we can let it be easy. We can be kind to ourselves. We can show up and do the work one little step at a time. And our writing is easier when we do that. So I kind of like... I don't kind of, I really like the juxtaposition of ink in your veins. Sounds a little bit addiction-y. The writing fix, got to get your writing fix. Because, uh, you know, I am an addict. <laughs> so I I like that. I think that's fun and punchy. So that's one of the changes. An- I don't need to clap on the air, Rachel. Um, another change that is happening, and this one is really big. And it scares me. And I mentioned it a couple of episodes ago. I am going to teach less in 2024. The reason this scares me, and we'll talk about it later in the money episode, the money, uh, sorry, the money portion of the episode is that I make a lot of my income from teaching. And choosing to do less of it is me choosing to give myself a pay cut at a time when we're already feeling quite strapped um, my wife is still unemployed, although she's helping me with my Shopify page, which is super exciting and going to be great. And why am I doing this? I'm feeling a lot like I did in 2016 when I made this jump, when I left a six-figure a year day job to go down to this writing job, which I made you know a quarter of that, and I needed to make money to pay our mortgage. And same thing now, I need to make money to pay our mortgage. So why am I giving myself this pay cut? Here's the thing. And this is what I've been realizing because Sasha Black on our episode of the Black Heron that you've already heard or can hear if you are a patron, we've already done our end of year wrap up. Patrons over there get a whole month early. So we've talked about this, but she asked me, she's like, Rachel, I thought last year you were going wholeheartedly into as much teaching as you could. You were embracing that side of yourself. And yes, that is true. The very cool thing is, is that I can never quite decide what I love more. Some days I love teaching more by 1% than writing. Other days I love writing more than teaching by about 1%. It's always neck and neck. These are my two passions. And I'm feeling this need for balance. I think I went so hard into teaching that I neglected some of my writing. I I don't know that I knew I was doing that. Oh, you know what? If you'd asked me, I probably would have said so. I probably knew it. And I want to pull back and try to achieve some balance. That does not mean I'm not going to teach. I'm going to teach. I am teaching uh, the current crop of 90 Days to Done, to done classes, uh, 90 Days to Done and 90 Day Revision from January to March. And that will be the only time I teach them in 2024. 
which feels risky as hell to me. It just feels risky. It also, however, feels almost effervescent in a way that instead of walking into a new class, a new group of students and saying, hi, here's what we're going to do, which is great. I love that. I'm walking in and I'm saying, oh my God, this is what we're doing right now. And this is the only time I'm going to get to do that this this year. So let's enjoy it. Let's be here. Let's be present. Let's. I'm just getting a ton of excitement from that. And oh, where was I? going to go next with this. I'm so excited. I'm so all over the map. Oh yeah. So um, I am teaching that. I will be working on some more DIY evergreen courses because I did the how to publish in today's market last year, which has sold really well and people really love it. And apparently it's helpful. And I want to do more courses like that that people can take anytime they want. Um, also, I want to be able to help people with their writing at all price points. The 90 days to done masterclasses are masterclasses. They are a significant investment of money and it takes a significant portion of my heart, soul and energy um, to help those students with their work. And I freaking love it. I am passionate about it, but not everybody can afford it, period. So I want a lower priced option for helping people with writing. And I want an even lower priced option. I want um, the Writing Fix book to come out. Eventually I'll have 90 Days to Done book coming out. I've mostly written that, but that is so far in the back burner. That's like six books back. Uh, in exactly the same way that for $5 a month on Patreon, I can be your mini coach and you can ask me any questions. Like I want there to be an entry point for everybody. For free, you can be on my writer's newsletter list, which you should be on. I want you to be on it. Please be on it. rachelheron.com slash write. Because there, I just give stuff away. I just give away everything I know and everything I learn. If I learn something big, I'd love to write an email about it and share it with you. So please join that if you haven't already. That means a lot to me when you do that. So I'll continue teaching, but I want more time to do the writing. And I want more time to think about how to make more money from the writing. And I'm talking about things like releasing books, Kickstarter, um, more audiobooks, re-releasing books that I got the rights back to. All of these things take time. And when I'm teaching so much, I don't have time to do all the things I want to do. So this feels truly precarious. I was just, um, I wasn't journaling about it. I was actually writing about it. I've decided, don't laugh. Um, I feel like, you know what, how Jay Thorne just starts podcasts? I, I just start books. But, you know, to be fair, I finish the vast majority of them eventually. <laughs> as as he finishes this podcast, Jay's going to come over and kill me. Um, Jay has a new podcast, by the way. Go find it. Uh, <laughs> it's awesome. The new book that I'm writing is <laughs> currently called, a little bit facetiously, Sasha Black named it, but I love it and I'm going to stick with it for now, The Control Fix to go along with the fix theme, the writing fix, the control fix, my uh, recovery memoir, which I hope I get out this year and finish um, revising and do something with. That's just called The Fix. So I've got a fixing theme because I am a control freak. And this year I am choosing to do a new memoir project. This is brand new. This is, uh, it's the 4th of January as I record this and it's about six days old, this project. I'm going to look at and face my control freak issues every day. And it's not been comfortable uh, already, but it's super interesting because what we focus on, we notice and we can change and we can affect. So 
this is me letting go of control. Me not knowing where the money I need to pay the mortgage will come from is an act of releasing control and choosing trust. There's a big, beautiful part of my brain that says, uh, choosing trust is just the most wonderful thing you could do, Rachel. And there's another part of my brain that says, wow, you idiot, what are you doing? Uh, you can imagine that image of the fool on the tarot card who's just stepping out into thin air, knowing that he will be supported, he will be caught. And a lot of times when I look at that card, I'm like, okay, you idiot, there's no ground there. You're going to hurt yourself. Somebody needs to tell you how to do it. And it should be me. I can tell you, don't do it. Don't, don't jump like that. Um, so I'm arguing with myself a lot in my head. I'm saying, jump, don't jump, jump, don't jump. But I'm jumping because I do believe it's better to jump. And I am in a place of extreme privilege that we do have a house that we live in, that we are paying the mortgage on. We have some savings. I can do this. I'm not taking food out of our mouths to do this. And I recognize and I am so grateful for that privilege. It's still scary stuff. So that's what's going on. If you would like to be part of this control freak ride for this year, I do encourage you to come join over at Rachel Heron. No, no, that's not it. Patreon.com slash Rachel, R-A-C-H-A-E-L. Uh, because for just a buck a month, you can follow along with this journey, which I don't know what it's going to look like. It's going to be hairy. I did admit to my wife that it is my new project. <laughs> and the look she gave me. I didn't want to tell her because that's definitely going to come up in conversation the next time I try to tell her what to do. Uh, so that's what I'm doing. Those are, these are the, the big changes. Um, we did a little bit of reflection. I, I did a little bit of reflection before I talked to Sasha the other day about what 2023 held. And it held some truly amazing things. Um, I revised Seven Miracles of Beatrix Holland and my agent sold it in a traditional deal to Grand Central Hachette Publishing um, in a in a sale that pleased me. So that was awesome. And that comes out, is this 2024? That comes out next year. I will be doing the revision this quarter and to do in March. So that's going to be happening. We bought a house in 2023 and we moved into it. It has been an amazing house. We are just in a few weeks, we'll turn over a whole year here and it is home. It is a, it's beautiful. I absolutely love being here. It did take a lot of energy to do all of that moving and settling and finally finding a home in New Zealand. Um, I, speaking of finding a home in New Zealand, I finished the book, the memoir of moving to New Zealand called Unstuck. And I revised it a couple of times. I got developmental edits. I revised it after that. I got copy edits and proofs and it is being prepared to kickstart. And I am in the middle of recording it for the audiobook right now. The cover is finalized and that will be happening soon. Um, another wonderful, beautiful thing that happened in 2023 is we got Junebug. We got our professor Junebug, our little dog who is hyperactive and rambunctious and reactive and just the sweetest love of a small little pocket pity dog. Um, she's a joy. Let's see, I taught 132 students how to write books. I'm really proud of that. I'm really, really proud of spending the time with them 
Um, I created and sold How to Publish in Today's Market, which was an enormous undertaking. It was just a lot of work. My next few courses that I sell hopefully will be um, a little bit less work. I, I did learn some lessons from that on how not to try to be too much of a perfectionist. Makes it a lot easier. And I also wrote a 77,000 word book on writing, The Writing Fix, uh, which is neither complete nor revised. There are still things I want to add to it and I haven't started revising it at all. So that's on deck for this next year. Um, we went to the States for a visit where we saw family, friends and got COVID for the first and hopefully the last time. And this is this is cool. I was doing some math around this. We've, this is a mathy show today, y'all. That's that happens. I like I love writing math. It's the writing math. It's the math I love best. Um, I also did that five hundred word a day project, which was really less of a project and more of an invitation to myself. I wanted to write five hundred words a day, which takes about fifteen minutes for me, and I wanted to do it about four times a week, or for about two hundred and eight days over the course of a year because I wanted about 90,000 words of work that I would use somewhere. Sometimes I used it for Patreon. Sometimes I used it for other places that I needed to be doing writing. Um, I haven't used all of it yet. I've got a lot of essays in there kind of stored up, but here's what it actually broke down to. Those, that's what I wanted. What I got was not 90,000 words. I only got 57,000 words in this other book or collection. But I only got 50,000 50, words. That's a whole heck of a lot of words. Considering that I also only did this 83 days out of 208. So if I had written four times a week for 15 minutes a day, that would have been 208 days. I only did it 83 times. I got less than half of what I was going for. I averaged 683 words during those 15 minutes at a time, because I usually am a little bit faster um, when I'm writing that crappily and that terribly. And sometimes I'd go for 20 minutes. Uh, but by not trying at all, only you know less than two times a week to get 500 words, I ended up with 57,000 words. And I'm going to guesstimate that in the course of my use of those words, probably 40,000 of those will be pulled out and polished and used. And I'm sure I lost 17 to 20,000 just you know babbling, rambling, first drafting. But isn't that amazing? Barely, barely trying. That's what I got. So I'm kind of going with the barely trying goal in terms of the um, the control fix book that I'm trying to work on. I, I I upped it. I want to do 20 minutes a day, four times a week. And if I hit it, great. If I don't, I'm still getting a ton of words. And I'm constantly thinking about where does control and letting go of control and learning to trust fit into my life. So that is um, my fun, my fun side project, my side quest this year is working on that. All right. And now here we go into the money, honey episode. Yeah, my heart just started beating faster. Okay. So I've got, I've got spreadsheets in front of me. Um, let's close that one because I don't even need that one anymore. There we go. Uh, last year, let's go two years back. So we are talking about 2023 today. That's the year we're talking about. In 2021, I made, these are all US dollars. I made $190,000. Last year in 2020, or the year before, the year after that in 2022, I made 198,647. I was very close to 200. Uh, 
I may have broken it. I can't, I, the taxes and things. I always do this on in the first week of January and then I learn more things and more money that I've made, which is great. It's a great problem to have later on. Um, but then I had, I knew I had made 198,000. This year, y'all, this, this is a shocker. This is a shocker to me. I broke 200 for the very first time ever. I broke a quarter, wait, is that right? No, a quarter million dollars is 250. I didn't break a quarter million dollars, but it came really close to it. I made $226,500, 226. Let's call it $227,000. Um, or in New Zealand money, just because it's fun, $363,000. So I did break a quarter million in New Zealand dollars. Um, but $227,000 is what I made in US dollars last year. And holy crap. So in 2016, when I took that jump, I needed to make third, either thirty-two dollars or $36,000 a year to pay my portion of the mortgage and the bills. Um, and I wasn't sure I'd be able to do it. And it is 2024 now, and this is the kind of money I'm making in, so that's eight years later. And that makes me happy. I work hard and it makes me so, it just makes me kind of giddy. Um, I did make less money on books this year. I'm just kind of flipping between um, things here. Last year in self-publishing, I made 49000 this year, I only made 22000 in, I'm going to kind of break down what I made um, by category. So this year in 2023, I made $22,300 in self-publishing, which I think is fantastic considering that I did almost no ads, almost zero ads. Um, I'm going to say it was definitely under $500, $800 max if at all, from Facebook posts. So this is just kind of organic sales um, in the self-pub. And I didn't release anything new. And I didn't put out any newly acquired older books. Um, I didn't republish anything. So that was just kind of what was floating in. Uh, oh, the only place that I know where I made some of that money is that Ed, again, does get me book bubs. And so that was probably the only money that we spent on advertising. Was he is really good at getting a featured deal in the book bubs. So I know that we spent money there and I'm going to guess we spent $2,500 on that. And that is a total guess. I would be able to look that up if anybody needed me to, but I think we probably got three or four book bubs because uh, he's amazing. Maybe we only got three. I don't know. He's still amazing. Uh, so self pub was $22,300. Traditional pub, I made $18,800. And that was mostly from a payment from the new book and a little bit, a very little bit of royalties made. So traditional publishing was lower than self-pub as it always is, um, but they're always kind of pretty close, 22,000 versus 18,000, really close. Uh, audiobooks, I made $2,400 and Patreon, I made $20,000. So this is all my writing money, right? So all of that adds up together um, from writing, from putting my words out into the world, last year I made $63,500, which I just, I'm really happy about that. That is really cool that I can, that you can, that we can make money from the words that float through our brains badly, get trapped on the page in not a great order, and then get revised into something that other people want to write and want to come back and read more of. 
So um, that's what I made from writing. And then this is the part that always makes me nervous, but I'm calling this hustle. From hustle and inside hustle, oh, I'll tell you what's inside hustle, but from my hustle side of the writing business, I made $163,000. Holy shit. $163,000 from the hustle. What is the hustle? The hustle includes all of my 90-day courses, um, Rachel Says Write, any coaching that I did, um, a bunch of online appearances, uh, either speaking or at conferences that were paid, magazine writing, and um, my evergreen online courses, of which I have two right now. So all of that added up to $163,000. So for a total of that $227,000. Breaking it down a little bit from those awesome numbers that I'm really proud of and really excited to share with you. <laughs> um, 28% of what I made last year was from writing. The rest was hustle, baby. Um, and teaching fits into hustle, which is great because last year I wanted to double down on teaching. I wanted to double down on the hustle, which I did. And now I'm rebalancing and going back to more writing, which might mean a little bit extra kinds of hustles, doing different kinds of things. I'm thinking about offering retreats again, physically, maybe online, um, maybe some new courses. I'm not, not sure what that hustle is going to look like, but I'm going to trust that it's going to come to me at, while I am giving myself more time for the writing. It is such a balance. And I am so lucky that I do love all three of these things. I love the writing. I love the teaching and I love the hustle. Um, to be quite honest, I love the writing and the teaching most and the hustle a little bit less because it's stressful, but I can do it and I'm good at it. And I'm, I'm grateful for that. Um, Ed does this awesome thing where he can break down how the sales go from books. And I know everybody's always interested in this. So um, in 2023, sales by platform really Amazon dominated, which I don't love. And um, this next year, I'll have Shopify and Kickstarter to be helping me out with this. But Amazon sales were 63%. And that does not include KU. I had a series in KU, one of, only one of my series is in KU, but I made 18.5% of my ebook, or uh, yeah, my ebook earnings, self-pub ebook earnings. 185 was Kindle Unlimited plus Amazon was 63 percent. So I can't do that math. 73, 83, about 81 percent of what I made online ebook sales self-pub was from Amazon, was powered by Amazon. And that makes me nervous because I don't like to have that much of, you know, my apples in one basket. Eggs, eggs, apples, doesn't matter. Um, I got eggs, apples, peaches, pears, nectarines. I got a bunch of things in this basket. And as you can see, I've got a bunch of things going on. I've got a lot of, uh, income streams. And that's what's really important having the multiple income streams, but I'd still like to diversify this particular income stream a little bit more. In terms of audiobook royalties, um, really interesting to me again is that more than half of, so let me do this, more than half of my audiobook royalties of the ones that I self-publish, uh, which are quite a few of them now, are from my nonfiction. People really love the nonfiction on the audiobook, I have in this little uh, pie chart, I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten books, ten books, and Life and Stitches, which is a memoir, and Fast Draft Your Memoir, which is a book about writing, make up respectively 21 and 36%. So 57% of what I make in audiobook royalties comes from nonfiction. So 
I need to do more of that, which I am with Unstuck and then with more books as we're going forward. So thank you for showing me this, Ed, because it's super helpful for me to know these things. And then the last little thing I found was interesting, money earned by country in 2023. Um, I made 78% of my self-pub sales from the United States, which tracks um, 9% from the UK, 6.3% from Canada, and then Australia's 3.8% and everywhere everywhere else is everywhere else in New Zealand. You're a darling, darling little 0. 0.4, 0.4%, 0.4%, not even a 1%, but 0.4% because you're very little and you're very darling. Thank you, New Zealand. Um, but 78.2% is in the United States, so the vast majority uh, comes from the US. So that my dear friends, is the money update for 2024. Moving forward, I want to spend less time teaching, more time helping more people, and more time in different ways, and more time writing. And I'm really excited about this whole thing. Also, completely terrified, but I have learned enough now in my life that when I am terrified of something like this, it has always I've always done well to move toward that fear. That is not to say if you're, you know, driving at two in the morning and something really scares you, don't drive at it as fast as you can. But something like this, I do. I do move toward it. So I am so glad that you are here with me. I'm so glad that you also have ink in your veins because that is what steals us to make these courageous leaps. And if you want to kind if you want to make any kind of courageous leap with me, please email me. Let me know. Get on my newsletter list and respond back to it. Come over to Patreon. I would love to have you. I am just so grateful for you. And I wish you the happiest, brightest, most exciting, most daring, as daring as you want it. Maybe you don't want daring this year. Maybe you want sweet and calm and easy. I just wish you the year that you want and the year that will be best to you. Happy 2024, my friends. Let's get into it. Thanks for joining me on this episode of Ink in Your Veins. You can reach me at my website, rachelherron.com, and you can also support me at patreon.com slash rachel, R-A-C-H-A-E-L, where I have all sorts of great stuff for writers for as little as a buck a month. And do sign up for my free writer's email list of encouragement at rachelherron.com slash write. Now, get to writing, my friends. Thank you.